We continue now with verse 9. Nega tsarat kiti abadam vuval hakohen. Vera hakohen vine se it lavanaba or vihi havcha se arlavan o mechiat basar chai basit. Tsarat no sheneti ba or bisaro vitim o hakohen lo yaskirenu kita mehu. Ve imparoch de fracha tsarat ba or ve chistahat tsarat et kol or hanega mirosho ve adraglav lochol mare ene hakohen. Veraha kohen vine chista hatsarat et kol besaro vitihare tanaga kulo hafach lavan tahorhu. Ovayom he raotbo basar hai yitma. Veraha kohen at a basar hai vitim o. Ha basar hai tamehu saratu. O chiasuf ha basar hai vnefach le lavan uval ha kohen. Verao ha kohen vine nefach hanaga le lavan. Vitihar kohen at anaga tahorhu. We're going to see now all different phenomena of Nega'im, which helps us appreciate the expertise required by a Kohen in order to properly diagnose a Nega'at This is one of the most fascinating topics to teach especially young children in order to get them excited about different possibilities of what the skin and the skin disease may in fact look like. Verse 9 reintroduces when the plague of leprosy is in a man, he shall be brought before the Kohen, and the priest shall look, and behold, if there is white rising in the skin, and the hairs have turned white, this is considered mechiat basar, some healthy skin within the disease skin. And in fact, verse 11, it's old leprosy in the skin of his flesh, which the priest identifies immediately as impure, and therefore there is no need to isolate him, because it is clear that he is tamay. This is one type of nega tsarat, one type of diseased skin, or rather one manifestation of the nega, also called a mechiat basar. Verse 12, If the leprosy, though, broke out all over his entire body, covered him from head to toe, and that's how he appeared before the priest, then the priest shall look, and behold, if the leprosy in fact covers all of his flesh, then he's pronounced tahor, he's pronounced pure, because that indicates that his entire skin is meant to be that color. It's all turned white, and he is pure. But as soon as basar chai, a little bit even, of the healthy skin appears, that automatically identifies the rest of his body as sarat, and he'll be considered tami. But if at any time the healthy skin turn back into white skin, he may return to the Kohen, and the priest shall look at him, and behold, if the plague be turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him Tahor. He is once again diagnosed with a healthy condition. Verse 18 introduces another form of Tzarat, known as Tzarat Tashrin, when skin may begin to appear white as a boil is being healed. O basar kiyabo ba'oro shchin v'nirpa. Vahaya bimkom hashrin seid lavana o baheret lavana adam damat vinera el hakohen. Vera kohen vene mareha shafal mena or usa araha fachlavan vitim o hakohen. Negatarati bashrin paracha. Ve imurena hakohen vene in basear lavan. Ushvala enena mena or vihi heha. Viskiro hakohen shivat yamim. Vem pasotif seba or vitim hakohen oto negahi. Vim tachta hatamur habaheret lo pasata, tarevet ashrinhi, vetiharo hakohen. When a person's flesh had a boil and it is in the process of being healed, and in the place of the boil there is a white rising or a bright spot or reddish white, then this must be shown to the priest, and the priest shall look and behold, if the appearance be lower than the skin and the hair has turned white, then the priest shall pronounce him as tamay, as impure, because this is a plague of leprosy that has broken out in the boil. Tzarat Hashrin. 
But if the priest looks at it, and behold, there aren't any white hairs, and it's not lower than the skin, but rather dimmed, then the priest isolates him for seven days. And if it spreads above the skin, only then does the priest pronounce him as Tameh, that is a plague of Tzarat. But if the bright spot stays in its place and does not spread, then it's just a scar of the boil, and the priest pronounces him Tahor. And next, verse 24, we begin with my favorite form of tzarat. As ironic as it sounds, we're going to see that this is the most relevant and perhaps even easiest to relate to because the next form of tzarat is known as tzarat mechbat ish. When the skin was burned by fire and as it's healing, the skin appears bright or reddish white or sometimes turns white. And this is a phenomenon that we're definitely more familiar with, especially for those who find themselves in the kitchen primarily on Friday afternoons. Verse 24. When the flesh of the skin was burned by fire, and the flesh becomes a bright spot, reddish white or white, then the priest looks upon it, and behold, if the hair of the bright spot turned white, and the appearance is deeper than the skin, then it is considered sarat. It has broken out within the healing burn, and the priest shall pronounce him impure, for this is the plague of sarat. But if the priest looks at it, and behold, there aren't any white hairs in the bright spot, and it's not lower than the skin, but rather a dim color, then the priest isolates him for seven days, and looks upon him on the seventh day. If it has spread above the skin, then the priest pronounces him impure. This is the plague of sarat. And if the bright spot stayed in its place and did not spread in the skin, but was dimmed, it is just considered the healing of the burn, and the priest shall pronounce him to be tahor, for it is just the scar of the burning. Until now, the Torah has been discussing various forms of tarat that may appear on one's skin. Beginning with verse 29, we're going to hear not of a negat tzara'at that appears on the flesh, rather what is called by the Torah a netek, a yellowish manifestation, particularly on the scalp or on the beard. Vrahakoenatanegabiomashvi, <laughs> Vine pasahanetak baor, loyevakera kohen le sear hatsahov, tamehu. The imbe inava manhanetak, the sear shahort samachbo, near pahanetak, tahorhu, the tiharo hakohen. 
When a man or a woman has a plague on the head or upon the beard, then the priest shall look at the plague, and behold, if the appearance is deeper than the skin, and there are yellow thin hairs there, then the priest shall pronounce him impure. It is a netek, a skull, a scabbing of the head or of the beard, deemed tzarat. And if the priest looks on the plague of the skull, and behold, the appearance is not deeper than the skin, and there aren't any black hairs, then the priest shall isolate him, in order to see whether or not this is a netic after seven days. And on the seventh day, the priest shall look at the plague, and behold, if the skull did not spread, and there aren't any yellow hairs, and the appearance of the skull is not deeper than the skin, then he shall be shaven, but the skull, the scab itself, is not shaven, and the priest will isolate him so that he can look at the skull seven days later. And on the seventh day, the priest looks at the netic, looks at the skull, and behold, if the skull did not spread in the skin and the appearance is not deeper than the skin, then the priest pronounces him pure and he shall wash his clothes and be pure. But if the skull did spread in the skin after his cleansing, then the priest looks at him. And if it spread in the skin, the priest does not even have to look for yellow hair. He is considered impure. But if the skull stayed the same in its appearance and black hair grew in the area, then that's considered a skull that has healed, he is considered pure, and the priest shall pronounce him pure. Next is the case of a bohak, a tetter in the skin. Verse 38. If a man or woman have in the skin of their flesh bright spots, even white bright spots, then the priest shall look and behold, if the bright spots in the skin of their flesh are really a dull white, then it's considered a bohak, a tetter. It has broken out in the skin and he is deemed pure. Verse 40 teaches what happens if a reddish, whitish plague breaks out on a bald head. Pasuk 40. If a man's hair falls off of his head and he is bald, he is considered pure. And if it falls off only from the front part of his head, he has a specific type of baldness known as gibeach. He is forehead bald, which is also considered pure. But if in either of the bald spots, the bald head, the bald forehead, there appears a reddish whitish plague, then that's sara'at that breaks out within the baldness. Then the priest looks upon him and beholds, if the plague rises and it's reddish white in his bald head or on his bald forehead as the appearance of tzarat in the skin of a regular flesh, he is considered mitzorah, he is impure. The priest shall pronounce him impure, for now he has a nega on his head. And the last two verses tell us what happens when one is declared a mitzorah. Vatsarua asher boha nega begadav yufrumim vrosho yefarua vialsafam yaate vitame tame yikra kol yame asher hanegabo yitma tamehu Anna, the leper, or the person who is diagnosed with tzarat, his clothes shall be torn, the hair of his head shall grow long, shall go loose, 
He shall cover his upper lip, and he shall cry, Tame, Tame, impure, impure, and all the days wherein the plague is with him, he shall be considered impure. He shall dwell alone outside of the camp. Once the skin infection has been identified as Sarat, the person must leave the camp and live in solitude until the illness has fully healed. In our next year, we're going to discuss the significance of these special laws relevant to the Mitzorah, in addition to the broader context of our discussion of the laws of Tuman Tahara. We will then continue to discuss some of the reasons that are offered by the Parshanim as to why one would even contract Tarat.